Welcome to North Liberty Library's Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast, a series of universal talks gently guided by open hearts and open minds. Listen to ignite the light in you and to appreciate the light in others. Hello, I'm Kelly with North Liberty Library, and I thank you for joining us today on Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast. You can also catch Love, Light, and Lit on Facebook Live every Monday at 12 noon Central Time. Be sure to follow North Liberty Library on Facebook to get notifications. One of the most complex concepts of life is the act of forgiveness. In the heat of high emotion, it seems like holding a grudge or sweeping your feelings under the rug is an easier option than letting go and letting be. I know from personal experience that a journey towards forgiveness often begins with forgiveness of self, but even that seems like a difficult task. How do we define forgiveness? Are there conditions where forgiveness isn't an option? And why is it so hard to forgive ourselves? Jennifer Farrar is a Healing Peace Within International Healer with 26 years experience. She releases what no longer serves, then instills positive energies to cultivate transformation. She obtained a BA degree in theater arts from the University of Iowa. She is certified in Holy Fire 3 Reiki, Emotion Code, Access Bars, Theta Healing, and Angelic Chakra Integration. Jennifer is an organizer for the Wake Up World Summit which raises funds for domestic violence and human trafficking charities. Today, Jennifer is going to talk about what forgiveness looks like, how to regulate our emotional well-being, and how your mindset impacts your ability to forgive. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Fabulous. Yes, it's so good to have you on the podcast. First, I'd like to open with you sharing with our audience about your journey as a healer. We're going to take a way back machine. All right. Let's hop <laughs> to the DeLorean. Yes. You know, I started in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. I felt a need and I couldn't tell you why or what happened. I felt a need to what I called back then was raise my vibration. And it felt like a pull in my solar plexus area. You have to do this. You have to do this. I didn't know why at the time. So what that did was set me on a journey. Mm. And through the power of prayer, I literally would be, I need help. I don't want to feel this way. I'm so angry or I'm so depressed and I don't want to be this way anymore because I know there's more to life. Mm -hmm. And literally with each prayer, someone would show up in my life. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like the next day or a phone call, and this is before we even had cell phones. So I was attached to a wall (laughs) and someone would show up to help me move through whatever I was going through at that Mm -hmm. time. And then it just became learning one thing after another, after another. I started with Reiki. It -hmm. took me four years to find someone to teach me Reiki. Now I'm a Reiki master myself in two different disciplines of Reiki. And now there's probably 30 or so Reiki masters in just the North Liberty, Coralville, Iowa City area. 
Absolutely. It's hard to think of a time when those services weren't available, but in the 90s, and you know, I was a teenager, young adult in the 90s myself, so I didn't even know Reiki existed then. So it's so amazing that through your career, you've become a Reiki master. But like you said, those resources were few and far between 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, and Reiki just came over to the United States in the early 70s, and it's taken that long to become mainstream. And then it was after that, I'm like, this is wonderful. I love Reiki. I still do it to this day. And then it became, well, I want to learn how to change my beliefs because this is just right when the law of attraction was starting to become mainstream, starting to become known is I looked at my life and went, hmm. I don't like what I see. And if I need to change my beliefs, I need to figure out how to do that. So EFT, emotional freedom technique came into my life, emotion code, Mm -hmm. data healing, and all of that informed how I use forgiveness to help people. Now I'm getting off track, but EFT in particular, I started what's commonly known as tapping. Mm -hmm. I started doing that. At first, I thought it was just the silliest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. And then I started doing it shortly after I got sober. I've been sober. It'll be five years in October for me. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I found that EFT and tapping has been so beneficial because Mm -hmm. it's accessible to you. If you have mobility of your fingers, it's accessible to you at any time. Did you find that in the beginning of your healing journey that there were particular practices that worked better than others or particular practices that you were more aligned with at the beginning of your healing journey? Absolutely. I have certifications in a bunch of different things that I don't remember anymore because I was like, I wanted to experience the modality and I wanted to experience the energy. EFT, even though I don't use it as much, I still use it because it is so accessible and it's so easy to learn and it's so effective. I mean, I went through a, a period of time where I experienced a lot of loss a lot of trauma and I was traveling back and forth between Iowa City and Des Moines because my parents were ill and then they passed away and dealing with their estates. And I literally was dealing with my emotions in the car, tapping oh, yeah. on my face <laughs> as I was driving. I've tapped, I've tapped, I've tapped I had, out a stoplight before, for sure. Yeah, you get some pretty <laughs> odd looks, but <laughs> I didn't care. I needed help. And that yeah. was the help that I was able to have at that time. Yeah, it's a lovely practice. So people look up EFT, look up tapping. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, you've stated all of your certifications. We talked about Mm -hmm. that at the top in the intro. Based on your expertise, how would you define forgiveness? And why is it so hard for some of us? You know, that is a hard question, actually. What is forgiveness? Because it means different things to different people. Correct. And for some people, it means just completely letting go. Mm -hmm. Letting go of what happened to you. For some people, it means even though you're still feeling the emotion of it, being okay with what happened and then moving on. And for some people, it's like being okay, completely letting go of the trauma, coming to neutral to what happened, and then creating a different life and learning from it. And the second question was, why is forgiveness so hard for us, whether that's forgiving someone else or forgiving ourselves? 
Well, first of all, ourselves, we're our own worst critics. A lot of times when I see it, my clients, they want to beat themselves to the punch for a lack of a yep. better word. They're like, I'm going to hurt myself first. And of course, in our conscious mind, that doesn't make any sense. I think Brene our- Brown says something. She calls it beating vulnerability to the punch. Exactly. Yeah, because forgiveness is 100% vulnerability. Exactly. Who wants to be vulnerable? Because in our society, vulnerability is a weakness. Yeah. And in reality, it's not. It's a strength. Yeah. It's one of the strongest things you can do is be vulnerable, especially being vulnerable to yourself and telling yourself the truth. Exactly. And I've done that before. And, you know, sometimes I still do because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I can relate. (laughs) It's so easy because when it comes down to it, we're going to hurt ourselves first. So it doesn't hurt as much when someone else hurts us. Yeah. It's like putting up that shield and we're going to direct the energy towards us first. So this stuff coming at us doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about. And it shows up in so many different ways. For me, it shows up in my inner critic. It shows up there and it tries to drown out my intuition. I'm learning to be better about that. But Mm -hmm. we condition ourselves when you're doing that and working with that inner critic for decades, you don't even think that that's a problem. It's our voice in our head. So therefore, it must be true. I mean, it sounds like our voice. It sounds like with my client's voices being critical of some way, shape or form. And I'm like, who said that to you? And they're like, well, my mom said it to me all the time. Yeah. Or my grandma or my grandparents or in my instance, it was some of my teachers. Yeah. It's so weird how that inner voice of that inner critic comes from someone else. Mm -hmm. But we hear it through our voice. Is that a sign that self-forgiveness is needed? Absolutely. And I'm going to give you an example of myself talking about intuition. My stepfather was very ill. I mean, I didn't know he was ill, but I was hearing signs. Mm -hmm. And if you're an intuitive, or even if you have a little bit of intuitive ability, you hear him, you see him. For me, I'm an empath, so I'm going to feel it. And I just felt that something was wrong. But I was so busy taking care of my husband. I had a job and I was taking care of my mother's estate. So there was just a lot going on and he passed away and I found him. And what I did though was I beat myself to smithereens because Mm. I did not pay attention to those signs. Mm. And I'm like, I could have saved him. I could have saved him. And in reality, my conscious mind is going, no, you couldn't. He was ill. There was no way I was going to be able to save him. But it took a long time. It took years of me beating myself up. And I teach what I do. And I was literally in a class and my students were like, Jennifer, you're going to let this go now. (laughs) (laughs) There's no reason for you to be telling you. Yes. That's the sign of (laughs) a great teacher because they had the intuitiveness to tell you to let go. And I do that with my students. I'm like, you tell me everything because I want you to be the best you can be. So they helped me release the guilt. Yeah, That's a big one because that inner critic's number one job is to make you feel guilty. Yep. It's the number one job. So you don't move forward. And that's going back to why it's so important and going back to the law of attraction. And people are like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with the law of attraction. Yes, it does. Because the law of attraction works 24-7, 365. Whether you're making it work for you or against you, it's working both ways. It's a two-way oh, yeah. street. 
Sure does. And what I was doing with the guilt and the anger and the frustration and the grief, I was making myself sick, making myself even sadder, even guiltier. And I just kept piling it on myself, even though I knew I didn't want to create this in my life because I knew I was going to get more of it. I think a big part of forgiveness is acceptance because Mm -hmm. there's acceptance and then there is radical acceptance. Acceptance is saying, for just a random example, I know my father is selfish. I've accepted Mm -hmm. that. Radical acceptance and internalizing that acceptance is the next step. And sometimes we rely on just the basic acceptance of this is a fact before we can really internalize it. Absolutely. And once you get to that step, that's when you get to the allowance of you allow yourself, one, to be human and to have human emotions. I always tell my clients, they're like, why do I feel this way? You're human. You had some bad things happen to you. It's normal and it's natural. Your spirit going through a human experience, and that's tough. Human emotion is one of the most complex things on the face of this planet. And that's one of the reasons why forgiveness is so difficult, is because it looks and feels different. Yeah to different people. So there's not really one definition of it. It really isn't. And going back to what you said about feeling emotions, what happens, and I know I'm not alone in this, is that we feel the emotion and then we judge ourselves for feeling the emotion. We're not allowing ourselves to be human, to be in the thing, because we're still judging ourselves for having the feeling in the first place. We don't feel that we're entitled to feel. That's another roadblock to self-forgiveness as well. Exactly. And what are we taught as kids? If you know, like we stumble and skin our knees, oh, don't yeah. cry like a baby. You're Walk such a baby. Off. Walk it off. Walk yeah. it off. Walk it off. And even in school, you're not allowed to show emotion. You have to sit there. And well, when I was in school, there was no talking back at all. Oh, no. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I went to Catholic school, so absolutely not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My only absolutely. brothers and sisters went to Catholic school. For yes. some reason, I escaped that. But... Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nothing against the Catholic religion. Exactly. Nothing against the Catholic religion. But if you are from a certain time, you understand it was just a little strict on little people. So, yes, duly <laughs> yes. noted. Our emotions are invalidated when Mm -hmm. we're young and from the ages of two to seven and this is why they call them the formative years that from the ages of two to seven we are in a constant theta brainwave like the greek letter theta and what that means is we have no conscious filter everything just goes into our subconscious and everything is accepted as truth And when someone tells you to walk it off, oh, stop crying like a baby, you're being a baby. Oh, you don't feel that way. Oh, whatever it is you're not feeling, well, you accept that as true. Even though somewhere deep down, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is a valid feeling and my feelings right. are valid and that can be a roadblock to forgiveness. And that leads me to my next question, because in the introduction, we talked a bit about what you do for your clients and specifically mm-hmm. you guide your clients to release what no longer serves. And that is a phrase that we see in social media, self-help posts. We hear it all the time. Let me release what no longer serves. How do we determine 
who or what is worth holding on to or forgiving versus what should be released. So how do we determine what part of a situation, what part of a relationship is worth holding on to and forgiving versus what needs to be released? How do we come up with those distinctions? Here's how I work. One, I'm going to ask you how you feel about something. Well, being an empath, I can tell what you're feeling. And what happens is I'm taken to a situation in my life that I felt very similar. So I'm going to ask you questions about that and kind of probe emotionally. And usually you can tell when people start tearing up or their Mm -hmm. voice starts getting shaky that there's some sort of emotion there. And what I like to do is I like to release the emotion first mm-hmm. so that you can cognitively say yes or no, whether I want to forgive this person or forgive myself. Unless you lessen or release the trauma, trauma is an emotional response to a situation or a person, and you release the shock, shock is a physiological, that's the punched in the gut mm-hmm. feeling. Unless you release any of that, coming to a place of forgiveness is almost impossible because forgiveness, even though it's a heart centered emotion, it's also your brain has to agree with your heart. There has to be some sort of There has to be a connection. Yeah. So it's not really a matter of choosing, you know, the emotion over the forgiveness. It's a process of releasing the emotion, learning why was this in my life in the first place? Mm-hmm. How did it serve me? And serving means what did it teach me? Because I'm a firm believer in that our souls are here to learn. Oh, yeah. Whatever we need to learn for our soul to grow, not just our personality in this lifetime, not just our ego as Jennifer, but me, Jennifer, as my soul needs to learn its lessons. As long as you release the emotion first and kind of can come to, okay, this horrific experience taught me this. In the instance with my stepfather, that taught me self-love and self-acceptance. And it taught me to listen to that still voice within, not the critical voice, but that still voice within. And it taught me, first of all, I have phenomenal students, and it taught me that I am so much stronger than I think I am, that not in a place of what can I endure because that's teaching you to suffer. I'm not a big belief in suffering anymore. I used to be, not anymore. Mm -hmm. But it taught me that I can literally take care of so much stuff and handle it way better than I thought I could. Yes, and that is a powerful revelation Mm -hmm. when you get to the point in your own healing journey where you understand that there's a lesson behind it. There's a yes. great book, Sacred Contracts by Carolyn mm-hmm. Miss. I and love that book. I come back to that book at least once a year. I love the audiobook because the audiobook is not her reading the book, it's her giving a talk about the book. So it's like kind of a podcasty kind of setup. And what I've learned from that book and continue to learn from that book is that every single interaction we have with a human 
is us learning a lesson. It's us Mm -hmm. fulfilling a sacred contract to ourselves and to them to learn from that experience. And I think it's been helpful for me in my forgiveness when I try to practice forgiveness. First, I have to forgive myself. Like I have to Mm -hmm. clear the slate and say, okay, Kelly, forgive yourself for your part in this interaction. Forgive yourself. Because then, like you said, you can kind of clear the emotional trauma from the interaction or the situation so that you can hear that intuitive voice and really get down deep and find it. And what I found is that that intuitive voice has been there the whole time, but Mm -hmm. the ego was yelling over it, the feelings, the trauma, everything Mm -hmm. was covering that up. And when you find that small voice, that still voice, it is just such a wonderful part of your enlightenment because you know now that that voice is in you and it's within you. And Mm -hmm. it goes back to what you were saying, that inner strength, not the strength to endure, but the strength to learn the lessons and the strength to let go. And strength to be aware that there is a lesson there. Yes. That to me is paramount. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And I tell my clients, I'm like, yes, this crappy thing happened to you. And then let's take a look at what's behind that. What did you learn? How did your soul grow? And how has that changed now? Because they were still stuck in the hurt and the trauma and the pain of whatever happened. Mm -hmm. Most of them will go, oh, Well, that led me to this, led me to this, and I was able to take care of something else tragedy that happened in my life. I was able to take care of that with a lot more grace and a lot more ease. We have to reflect on our journeys. I know this happens to me. I get so bogged down in reading the books and listening to the podcasts and doing the prayers and doing the yoga and the meditating that I don't often take the time to look and see how far I've come. Like Mm -hmm. what is different about me this week than last week? What's different about me this month than last month? What's different about me this year than last year? How would I have handled this situation a year ago, a month ago, a week ago? Mm-hmm. We have to take that time to reflect on our growth because otherwise we're just going to be chasing it. We're just going to be chasing yes. that and not really learning the lessons because part of the lesson is reflection. Mm-hmm. Three or four years ago, prior to the pandemic, there's no way I would have sat down for this. Oh I would have been too no. terrified. I wouldn't have even had the words to talk about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, forgiveness is not for me. I wouldn't have understood the concept of forgiving yourself. I would have said, I love myself. Of course, I forgive myself. But the more you learn about yourself, the more you look at these exactly. situations and interactions as opportunities to learn, opportunities to fulfill your sacred contract, the more you can reflect back and say, yeah, I've really grown since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. So now, in addition to utilizing your services, and you've mentioned your clients and your students, what else can we do to lean into what you call a forgiveness mindset? A lot of that is reading. Whatever books you read, because when I first started, there weren't very many, because each concept from each book is going to take you closer to shifting and changing your mindset. Because once you make that shift from that critical voice to the interior voice, to that small voice within, not meaning little and tiny, small meaning still, that's what's going to make the change. That's what's going to make the ability to forgive. So reading, get your hands on anything. Like Brene Brown is a wonderful Mm -hmm. 
Carolyn Miss is a wonderful resource, but shifting into that mindset, first let go of the stuff preventing you from shifting into a more positive, and I'm air quoting positive mindset, because most people think, oh, I have to maintain a positive mindset 24-7. Well, that's impossible. No, no, no. Life (laughs) is going to life. So it's more about taking in the feeling as it is Mm -hmm. and really sitting with it, not trying to escape it, not trying to push it under the rug. It's about sitting in the thing. And you're right. The reading, which shameless plug, we have a great self-help personal growth section here at the North Liberty Library. So listeners, please, you will find Carolyn Miss there. You will find Brene Brown. You'll find Gabrielle Bernstein, Maria Forleo, Mm -hmm. Ianla Van Zandt. Those are just some of the names that come up for me. And I agree. The reading is so essential. And that brings me to this question that's not on our script, but I want to ask it anyway because okay. I'm a librarian. If there was one book, someone came to you and said, I am trying to learn to forgive my mother, my father, my child, my ex-spouse, the guy that cut me off this morning on the freeway. I am trying to learn how to forgive. What is the one book or resource that you would recommend for them to start with? But that's a tough one. because That is so a many- tough one. I would say, think of this as a person who is new to the concept of forgiveness. They have come to a realization that listening to ego voice and listening to the inner critic is not working for them, but they don't know where to start to release that. I think you've already mentioned Brene Brown, anything mm-hmm. that she's written. And I can't remember the name of her book on the vulnerability. There's the Objects of Imperfection. Yep. There's Braving the Wilderness. She's written so many. Carolyn Miss, I love her. First of all, I love listening to her. And she's the sacred contracts are good. I've read The Anatomy of a Spirit because that's going to help you kind of figure out what's the difference between your ego and your soul. Yes. And she also has Why People Don't Heal. And you can get all those at the library. I sure can. Actually- and again, the reading and the podcasts, and it can just be such a helpful way to kind of ingratiate mm-hmm. yourself into that mindset. That is great. Awesome. Yes. And this is what I'll say. Ask a question of yourself out loud or make a declaration. I need help. Direct me to the resource that I need. And what I would do is I would walk up and down the bookshelves mm-hmm. in the library. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times either a book would literally fall at my feet or energetically jump out at me on a shelf. And now we can browse online. So whatever is the book that goes, ooh, what's that? That actually happened to me when I started my journey. It was 2019, it was the year I turned 40. And I was just like, you know what? I got to get out of this mindset. I was in a workplace environment that mm-hmm. wasn't healthy. I wasn't here at the library. The library is awesome. It was another workplace that I was in. This was about 2018, 2019. I was looking on my Kindle and I saw The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby mm-hmm. Bernstein. And I bought it years ago. It was like one of those $1.99 Kindle deals. And yep. I saw this book. I was just like, I'm going to read this. And I read that book in two days and it completely changed my life. And it started me on my journey. So it might even pop out on your Kindle. You never know. Those are the messages that we have to will into our lives. And then the onus is on us to receive the message, to receive the lesson. Absolutely. And here's the thing about that is even if you get the book 
or you get the podcast or you're watching YouTube, when the time is right, because I'm a firm believer in there's a right time and place for everything. When the time is right, you're going to hear the message. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have to revisit that message because you're going to hear it deeper. And the reason for that is you've changed. You've changed your subconscious programming. You've changed your conscious programming. You've had other life experiences. So you're going to hear a deeper message. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I could keep you on all day talking (laughs) about this subject, but I'm confident that our audience has gained some good information here. I want you to tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and your work. And you also have a surprise for us to uh, to wrap up our podcast. So first tell us where we can find you and then we'll get into your surprise. You can find me at my website, www.healingpeacewithin, the name of my business.com. I'm also on Facebook at Healing Peace Within. I'm on Instagram at Healing Peace Within. I'm on Twitter at Heal Peace Within. You can find healing products on my Etsy shop, divinewhispershop.com. Awesome. All right. Now I'm waiting on the surprise you told me about. Let's All go. Right. So we've been talking about forgiveness. And one of the questions is, well, how do we do that? So I'm going to walk you through a very short yet powerful exercise right. to help you release some of the emotion and come to a place of forgiveness. Are you ready for that? I am so ready. Yes. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just drop your shoulders. And I want you to picture the person or people who have hurt you at the time they hurt you. These are the people you need to forgive. So now imagine that you are talking to them. And I want you to repeat out loud after me. I love you. I forgive you. Love you. I forgive you. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me. Learn my lessons with you and through you. Learn my lessons with you and through you. The reason you were in my life is no longer valid. The reason you were in my life is no longer valid. I have learned everything that my soul has needed to learn from you. I have learned everything my soul needed to learn from you. I now release you and any hurt or pain. I now release you and any hurt or pain. You have caused me from my body and being. You have caused me from my body and being. This pain no longer serves me in any way. This pain no longer serves me in any way. I no longer need you. I no longer need you. Or the hurt you have caused in my life. Or the hurt you have caused in my life. And take a deep breath. And as you do that, imagine all the energy and emotions and watch and feels everything between the two of you dissolve and fade away. And when you're done... Take another deep breath and open your eyes. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you so, so, so very much, Jennifer. I really hope our audience enjoyed that and savored that moment just a fraction as much as I did. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Absolutely. Well, this is Kelly and this has been Love, Light and Lit 
the podcast presented by the North Liberty Library. Today, we talked with Jennifer Farrar about the benefits of forgiveness and its impacts on your well-being and mindset. Check out the show notes from today's episode to find out more about their work and resources. Also, please visit our website at northlibertylibrary.org for additional programming and services. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.